Hello, and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. And here we go. Today's, we have been inspired by the most weirdest thing ever. Here we have. I'm almost embarrassed to say why we've been inspired by this. But we feel that we have to, do we have to do a podcast on this? Because it's like come up so many times since we've been watching the show. Yeah, the show. So the show is called... Married at First Sight, Australia. Let's be honest, those Australians. Honestly, I say no more. I love you Australians. (laughs) So... And, and we, I mean, this is happening in the UK, yeah, it's happening in New everywhere. Zealand, it's happening in America. But we thought we'd use this opportunity today to dive a little deep. Well, not really deep, but actually give you some facts, give you some... Understanding. Understanding, and if you are actually a consequence of this behavior, and maybe you didn't even know what you didn't even know. Because we watch Married at First Sight from a coaching perspective for relationships. And then it becomes addictive. Like, it's entertaining. I actually want to record when they have their date nights because I want to say, record that, babe, because then I can give it to this client so that I can give them an example of this is exactly what gaslighting is. Give them this example because of this, this, and this. So today, we are going to talk about the famous word gaslighting. I don't know about you, but about six months ago, I'd never heard this word. Like, it might have come up here and there very randomly. I had no idea what it meant. I was just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, pretending to know. And I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that are also sort of pretending. You kind of think you know what it means, but you're not 100% sure. But now, oh, my gosh, I hear the word gaslighting multiple times a week. Multiple. Is that because you're watching Married at First But it's coming up all over the place. I've seen it in movies. I see it on TV. I see it in TV shows. Politics, Um, politics, workplace, relationships. It seems to be like the N-word at the moment. The N-word on, what what are we in now? March 2023 is gaslighting. So there we go. Well, I don't know if it's just our reticular activating system, but we thought we would use this opportunity to help educate and... Get some clarity around, is this something that you need to be aware of? And is this happening in your world? And what is it exactly? So gaslighting is a form of mental abuse that may indicate other problems. That's number one. It is mental abuse. Gaslighting is a form of psychological abuse in which a victim is manipulated into doubting their own memory, perception, or sanity. So I'll just say that again. It's a form of psychological abuse in which a victim is manipulated into doubting their own memory, perception, or sanity. So today we'll really focus, I guess, on relationships because we tend to uh, work with a lot of couples and this 
sometimes comes up. It's not as big as what people think because they don't have awareness around this, but it is actually something that does show up yeah. quite significantly and along with narcissists and, and things. So let's dive in. Yeah. So basically, where does the word gaslighting actually come from? Mm. I guess that's the first thing we're going to look for. Um, and it actually came came about years ago, back in, was it 1938? 1938. Yep. That's right. There was a um, Alfred Hitchcock play that came about called Angel Street. And this whole thing was then made into a movie called Gaslight. So if you want to watch something to understand it, there you go. There's a movie called Gaslight. And for the record, we haven't watched the movie. <laughs> no. Okay? Yeah. Now, in the movie, the man tries to convince his wife that she's going insane so he can steal from her. So when he turns on the lights in the attic to mm. search for her jewelry collection and the gas lights dim downstairs, he tells her it's all in her imagination. Gradually, she begins to question her own memories and her own perception. And that's where the phrase gaslighting actually comes from. And it's from this film where he's trying to manipulate, he is not trying to, he is manipulating her thoughts, her memories, and her perception to say basically, you're crazy, woman, you're crazy. Mm. And gaslighting typically takes place in abusive relationships. And they're closely associated with other types of emotional and psychological abuse. While gaslighting is most common in romantic relationships, it also can occur in families. It's another thing that comes up all the time. It can definitely, you'll see it in politics, you'll see it uh, in the workplace, and you may um, experience gaslighting uh, in the workplace or in relationships. So what we wanted to... Um, clarify today is maybe what are 10 signs of gaslighting in a relationship mm. so if you're wondering to if someone's gaslighting you and you consider whether someone has exhibited any of the following behavior so what is it like okay what, what do we need to look out for sam right so number one you got to look out for lying about or denying something or refusing to admit that i even that there was there's no there's no show of proof for anything basically and this has happened I'm going to share a story with you, and I'm not going to mention any names. And the good news is this client doesn't live in this country, right? So she she was, we were in a coaching call, and we moved to the relationship side of things. And she said, Ursh, I think he's having an affair on me. And I said, what makes you think he's having an affair on you? Um, do you have any evidence? And have you had a conversation with him? Like, what's making you come up with that? And she said, well, I've looked at his credit card statements, and I've seen that there is a amount deducted, like, I don't know, $140 or whatever it was in America. And I said, so you had the conversation about it? She said, no, I rang the place to find out where it was. And I was like, okay, so, you know, was it a gift? Or, and it turned out that it was a massage parlor. And so she then confronted the partner or the husband and the husband blatantly lied and said that he'd purchased that as a gift for a work colleague. So knowing that there was his credit card, knowing that potentially he, and, and I'm not saying he didn't lie, I mean, you know, you, you have to think about this, but when it comes to gaslighting, we can all lie, right? But gaslighting is coming from a place of intent. So if they're intending to lie and they're, protecting themselves and they're covering their own ass and in this situation this um, husband clearly was she had evidence 
she contacted the place and then she brought it to his attention. So not only did he lie, first of all, and say that, no, this was just a gift. Then when she said, well, what was it, a gift of a masseuse? Was it a gift of, you know, um, sexual acts and, and just blatant, blatant denial? And then an accusation of why are you snooping in my um, visa statements? So that is a, number one, lying or denying something and refusing, like point blank, refusing to admit so even they will just lie, that even though there's proof right in front of them. So that's number one. Number two. Number two is insisting that an event or a behavior you witnessed never happened or that you remember it completely wrong. Now, we've seen this recently on Married at First Sight, right? <laughs> oh, which time? So Jesse is going out with, I don't even Claire, know. Claire, I think. And this is one I wanted Sam to record. He was adamant adamant that his new wife was flirting with another one of the husbands on the show and when confronted not only did they lie but also gaslit him by shutting the conversation down by actually saying to his face repeatedly that you're full of crap you're overreacting you're you, highly emotional you're highly emotional and this is what happened and basically turning his thinking into something that was not true and that's the one that I want to record I was like you need to record that because this is a great training opportunity yeah so when they're maybe caught out on a lie or when you bring them up on a behavior someone like you know your husband or wife um or your significant other could be out and they're flirting and you bring it up and you say hey I noticed that you were flirting with that person um you're really flirtatious and they turn around and they say what do you mean wasn't being flirtatious I was just being friendly I was just trying, and you start doubting what you saw and that happens on repeat it's just that's just one example of what we've seen on the show so we mm -hmm. wanted to highlight that and that's a common one by the way or you know um something about them being home at a certain time and then you know, no, I was home at that time and you haven't got that event right. No, I wasn't with that person. You haven't got that event right. And they, but, and you're having to tap into your memory to think, oh, did I have that right or was I, was I wrong? All right, number three. Number three is spreading rumors and gossip about you or telling you that other people are gossiping about you. That is gaslighting. Like, how interesting is that? So how many times have you gossiped about other people? Like... Guilty. I definitely have gossiped about other people. And I'm pretty sure I'm still going to gossip about other people. I'm just aware now when I am gossiping about other people, it's just me getting my significance need met. And I need to get it met more resourcefully. Right? So we're all guilty of this. My question to you, though, was it intentional? Were you deliberately going out to gaslight somebody? Because when we gossip about other people, that's exactly what we're doing. Right? Or we make up bullshit and say, oh, did you hear that these people are talking about you all the time? They're saying this about you, they're saying that about you. So we're creating doubt. Awesome. Number four. Number four is changing the subject or refusing to listen when confronted about a lie or other gaslighting behavior. Mm -hmm. So it's complete deflection. Basically, they just yeah. refuse to um, even be a part of their conversation and completely deflect away from it. They and Harrison is a champion at this one. Champion, champion, champion. Married at first sight, March 2023, he's a champion. So no matter what year you're listening to this, just go back to the <laughs> and just watch. 
And, and understandably, they're only taking the good bits out of Married at First Sight, right? However, we're using this show as a great opportunity mm-hmm. to highlight behaviors of people that gaslight. So when you are confronted with your own behavior, right, and, and people are, you're, you're getting called out in your bullshit, right? Like you are neglecting your wife and you've done A, B, and C. Well, instead of taking that feedback on board, you're going to deflect and say, well, your relationship is A, B, C, and D. So you're deliberately refusing to admit blame or ownership or take responsibility for your play in any form of any feedback and you will deflect. You will bring up other people's crap rather than confront your own. That is a classic. That's a classic. Number five. Number five is telling you that you're overreacting when you call them out. And this is really usually quite good for like men and women, right? So a husband or a partner could quite easily say, oh, you're so emotional, you're overreacting and completely um, dismiss, basically dismiss what you've said and just blame it on you. And this comes up when people are having affairs. Like this is a classic for people having affairs. So what ends up happening is you will question them. Oh, I found this in your pocket today. Oh, you've been on your phone a lot. Oh, I've done this. Oh, there's money missing from the account. Oh, there's an extra restaurant bill here. Oh, there's this. And they will say, oh, for goodness sake, why are you worried about stupid stuff like that? This is ridiculous. Can't you worry about real things? And so you start doubting yourself. You start thinking that, their mannerisms is a figment of your imagination. So they turn and twist like you are making shit up or they turn around and blame your insecurities, which, you know, if you're in a loving, caring relationship and someone came to you and said, look, I'm really worried. You're not spending enough time with me. You're distant um, and I'm feeling neglected. And they turned around and they deliberately just squashed that and they overrid that and then they blamed it on you. You're just so insecure and just, that is gaslighting. And people don't know that. People think that that is normal behavior. No, it's not normal behavior because most people in a relationship, and when I say most, this is again generalizing, are wanting to make sure that the, the partner or the significant other in the relationship feels loved, feels valued. And that they are their biggest cheerleader. So when your partner's not doing that, there's a little bit of warning signs happening. Or they're just not emotionally um, flexible or emotionally available sometimes. Mm. So sometimes they just don't know how to language it because they haven't been brought up that way. So they don't know how to tap into their emotions. So unless it's intentional, it's not really gaslighting. Number six. six. Yep. Blame shifting in a relationship. So saying that that if you'd acted differently, they wouldn't treat you this way. So really, it's your fault. So everything is your fault. Yeah. Everything is your fault. So they're in the blame, shame, and complain game. So if you're trying to bring something up, like, you know, um, could you please do this? You should have done it. You should have done it. Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done that? And it's, well, you did that. You're responsible for that. Why haven't you? And this happens with the kids. A lot of this comes up with the kids. So if dad's out and he's working and mum's at home, mum gets blamed for everything. So if the kids are misbehaving, it's your fault that the kids have turned out bad. It's your fault that the kids have got a D on the report. And actually, it's not because a relationship, there's two people. So if you find that you're in the blame game, um, yeah, we'll talk about how to deal with that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, Number seven, trying to smooth things over with loving words that don't match their actions. 
So they may go and buy expensive gifts, right? And then they're never home. So they may speak really nicely when they're at home and then go and do... I'm just trying to think of examples that have happened with clients. Can you think of one of... I'm trying to think they said people oh, like, married at first sight again. Which one? Which time? So, <laughs> so again, I can't think of the names. We've got a couple here, and the couple on camera he's really loving and really genuine, and looks like he uh, is emotionally available to his new wife and says everything that she wants to hear, and obviously that the camera wants to hear. And yet, his actions are he goes to the gym for six hours. Oh yeah. So he's saying one thing, but actually doing another. And what he did in that, I'm just saying an example of what he did was then when she actually confronted him mm. about what mm. he's doing, he mm. said, well, you just sit on the couch watching TV all day and I'm not interested in that. So I'm going to go and do my thing because I'm not going to sit and watch TV with you. And she's like, well, I'm only sitting here watching TV because I've got nothing else to do and I'm waiting for you. But he can't see that. So he was 100% gas blaming her watching, sitting there waiting for him watching TV for his reason that he could go out and do what he needed to do. And then mm. flipped it all over. And so it was all her fault. But he would say the right words, but his actions were completely wrong. So he had two gaslighting things happening at once. Ooh. Ooh, he, was yeah. a, he was a master gaslighter. Mm. All right, what have we got? Twisting a story to minimize the abusive behavior. Yes, so... Same scenario, just a quick story, is that you are allergic to the ocean. I love the ocean. So therefore, we have a values mismatch, and I could never be married to someone that doesn't love the ocean. So again, minimizing the story and the abusive behavior. So even though he didn't want to be in a relationship, right, his love of the ocean overrode the love of wanting to be married. So it's just minimizing their abusive behavior and and always minimizing and deflecting okay minimizing their hurtful behaviors or words by saying something like mm. it was just a joke or you're too sensitive um and i'll come i'll, I'll actually go through some phases i think for gaslighting because people are not aware so this is some really good things to take note of is you know it was just a joke well if the joke was received and it's actually hurtful and they're trying to deflect that and they're trying to shut you down and they're trying to blame you in the relationship and, and minimize, that's not okay. That is gaslighting. All right. And, and the last 10. one is to separate you from your friends and family who might recognize this behavior, the gaslighting, so that they don't get caught, they don't get seen. So they separate, they pull you away from your, the people that you care about the most so that they can continue the behavior because they know it's bad because they know what they're doing. Then this isn't unconscious for most gaslighters. They're very aware of what they're doing and they don't want to get caught out and they've got so much control over their mm. um manipulate you know, their manipulative or whatever you want to call it that um they've got to keep them away from others otherwise they're going to get caught or going to get found out. They don't like it. And they don't want to get found out and they don't want to be um confronted because they will then find a way to deflect and they'll find a way to say that it's your fault and they'll use their same gaslighting on whoever is attacking them because they can't face their own shit, basically. Oh, Yeah. Okay, so just want to go through a few uh, phrases that gaslighters may actually use. So if you're aware of this behavior, and maybe you say 
phrases like this. So maybe this is an opportunity for you to improve your language skills as well. So I'm not, you know, it's not just about blaming other people. Sometimes we have unconscious behaviors that we're not even aware of. So creating awareness around your behavior might help you be able to connect better in your relationships, whether that's your significant other or your work relationships or relationships with your kids. So one of the phrases is, I never said that. I've definitely been guilty of saying I've never said that. Not intentional for gaslighting, but it also means that you're shutting down the conversation and you're in blatant denial. I did that because I love you. So um, you didn't tell me the truth. Why didn't you tell me that you were having an affair? Why didn't you tell me that you were doing this? Why didn't you tell me you were doing that for that person? Why didn't I did that because I love you. I didn't want to tell you because I knew you'd be upset. So those are, that's a common one. Um, I don't know why you're making such a big deal of this. So again, we go back to how do we know if someone's gaslighting you? So these are all the phrases. You're being overly sensitive. So again, we're shutting down the conversation. You are being dramatic. Like, God, have you got your period again? Like all of those things, right? Um, you are the issue, not me. So they're not prepared to take any blame or responsibility or feedback for their part in the relationship. So it feels like you're rowing the boat and you're rowing the boat solo and you've got a dead weight in there. Um, if you love me, you would stick by me. You would lie for me. You'd put up with this. You would do this. Like if you love me, you would listen to what I'm saying. You would trust me. You are crazy. Like, you are crazy. So those are just some of the phrases that maybe you have been guilty of yourself, right? Because you're shutting down conversation, you're deflecting blame, you're not allowing the space to be open because you don't want to receive feedback, and maybe you're feeling judged. But also, that can be seen as gaslighting. So maybe you're in a relationship and you know full well that um, you've been gaslit, like it's like you're 100%, that is in my relationship and this is why I wanted to watch, listen to this podcast. So the first thing that you can do is, I just want to give you some tips on how you can respond and take back some control because when you've lost control, you actually start to question your own mental Wellness. <laughs> it's mental wellness, actually, because mm -hmm. you start thinking, am I seeing things? Am I hearing things? Am I making things up? Because there's this part of you, this gut instinct that says, I'm sure that's happening, I'm pretty sure. And then there'll be an action that happens and you'll see it and then you'll question it, but you'll be shut down. And then you'll be told that you're dramatic. Then you'll be told that you're crazy. Then you'll be told that you're overreacting. And so you shut that down. And that happens repeatedly until eventually your confidence plummets and you think it's all you. You take ownership of their actions. And that's a consequence of living with a gas, someone that gaslights you intentionally. And I guess over time as well, your um, confidence just goes down, 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 mm -hmm. down to a point where you are completely submissive. You say nothing because in the minute you do, you get into trouble. You get yelled at. You get you know physically abused you get emotionally abused anything like you basically lose your your strength and so you just shut down and don't speak and you may know somebody like that it might not be happening to you but you might see that in in people that you care about in your family somewhere and it's often that you can actually see it in others but maybe you can't really see it in yourself like when you're mm. in it 
But if you do, these are some of the things that you can use. So first of all, make sure that it is gaslighting. Make sure that you understand it, that you know about it, that it is gaslighting, right? So because remember, gaslighting is intentional. It is intentional. Then you need to take some space from the situation because sometimes when you're in it, right, and your brain is completely overloaded, the, the um, front part of your brain, when it lacks oxygen, can't make decisions. So it's in fight or flight. And quite often when you're living like that because you're on high alert for any, like your brain and your eyes are super sensitive. You're like, doof, doof, what happened, what happened, right? So sometimes just removing yourself from the situation, whether it's for a day, whether it's for a couple of days, sometimes that can give you fresh perspective. The other thing that we, well, I say to my clients is collect evidence, like make sure that you have evidence to back up what you're telling yourself. Because sometimes there's stories and then other times it's truth, right? So check the phone bills, check the credit cards, like have the conversations, check with the mates. Because if they're gaslighting and they're constantly lying, you're going to feel like you're like Mrs. Scrooge going through everything. Is it Scrooge? Watch an investigator. Anyway, you're going through it and then you're doubting yourself for lack of trust in the relationship and that's not a place that you want to go on an intentional level because you know they'll throw don't you trust me and if you're having to go through phone bills and you're having to check out credit cards then you need to ask why for yourself you know why am i doing that like what's making me feel that i need to do that so there's an action in the relationship that is normally changed um speak up about the behavior because what I find with a lot of clients is they internalize it because they think it's them. And then when they speak to me about it, they're really embarrassed about it. They don't use the terminology gaslight. They, they use the terminology of like, I think I'm just overreacting. I think I'm going a little bit crazy. I asked about this and, you know, obviously I shouldn't have. I, he, he said that I'm not trusting him. She said I'm not trusting her. So th this is the language patterns that I, I'm looking for when I'm having conversations with clients. So if you're finding that you're not able to speak about it, remember shame loves shadows. And the more you hide your shame, the more you internalize it, the more isolated you are. And that is the outcome that they're looking for, is for you to feel isolated and to feel like you're going a little bit batshit crazy. Um, remain confident in your version of events. So if you know that this happened, then stick to your guns and don't allow anything that was said or done to you to move you from that. Because it's really easy to give in because you want to trust and believe in that person or trust and believe in that relationship or trust and believe in that situation. So stay true to what you believe was true because a lot of people let that go and dismiss it and that's starting to impact you at a conscious level. Um, focus on your self-care because when you're going through the situation and you know this is a really tricky one it's also a really emotional one when you're in the middle of it you are so focused on everything external to you you're so busy blaming yourself you're lacking your trust everything is going down and everything is going backwards right that you feel that you're in the wrong you feel that you're doing wrong. So when you're starting to talk to yourself like that and, and it comes from a place of self-doubt, your confidence, like Sam said before, is going down, right? Your ability to speak and to be heard is also going down. So things for self-care 
would be, you know, making sure that you are meditating. I always believe in gratitude. I always believe in, but and this time self-care could also mean having a coffee or a drink with a girlfriend so that you're still interacting and you're having connection outside of the relationship. And the next one is involve others, involve others, involve others, involve others. If I could say to anyone, what would be my top one? It would be involve other people. Because once you're out of your head, you have a fresh perspective. And when you are a consequence of being gaslit, you live in your head. And self-doubt becomes your new normal. And not only in the relationship, but in every action that you're now doing. And the other thing I would highly recommend is knowing that you're in the situation right now, seek support like you know whether you're going to get a coach whether you're going to get a um, counselor psychologist is irrelevant like just find somebody that you know has the skills to be able to navigate you through this because no one should be stuck in this relationship and what happens is the longer you stay in this relationship the longer you stay in the relationship and that has a huge impact on your mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Like your health pays the price. You're not sleeping. You're eating rubbish. You're drinking more potentially. You end up becoming more toxic to other people because you're not liking who you're becoming. Or worse, you start isolating yourself and you're not living your best life. I think so, with, um, with, a, with a master gaslighter, they just get better and better at it. And you get worse and worse at dealing mm. with it. And your confidence just goes down, down, down to a point where you say nothing mm. and you accept everything. And you usually end up, um, what do you call it, supporting the things that they've said. Mm. You actually become a supporter of, oh, no, he was right. It was his. Yeah, no, no, it was, it, I, I did misread it. It was my fault. And you actually start to accept fault. Mm and start lifting them up so they get even they get even stronger so you need to actually break the pattern early on mm. to be able to change things rather than sit in it and just allow it to keep happening because they just they're building more mm. and more strength and you're getting as you get weaker they get stronger so it needs to be stopped early on yeah. in order to recover from it otherwise it becomes really really bad for your emotional well-being so we just went completely off grid today due yeah. to watching Mary at first sight. <laughs> so if you found this podcast useful, we would really love to know if this has been interesting to you because, you know, we, we're quite happy to dive a little bit deeper into this. We're quite happy to, you know, deal with narcissistic behavior and narcissistic personality disorders and just to share um, and enlighten people about things that are going on or um, things that could be potentially happening in your relationship that you weren't aware of. Because a lot of people don't know what they don't know. And yeah, we're more than happy to share our insights at least. And um, hopefully you've learned something today. Hopefully you have. And maybe you're going to be watching Married at First Sight. Who knows? But there's some good lessons on Married at First Sight, I have to say. So yeah, you learned a lot about relationships in there. Oh. It is, <laughs> what like, it what is, to do and what not to do. Mostly in what not to do. <laughs> it's mind-blowing. And again taking married at first sight with a grain of salt obviously you know they're sprinkling whatever they want to sprinkle because it's a show and they want to get their ratings, rat up. ratings up etc knowing that you know they're they're going to highlight the worst parts of people and and also being aware that you know 
TV is not always real. I get that. But there's some really good examples of gaslighting that's happening there at the moment. So until next week, everybody, go out there and sprinkle some magic on people because you don't know who may need a little bit of magic today. See you, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or share it on the socials. And don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM, Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved, you matter, and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.